Like many of you, you, we battle depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. And now, the When Words Fail Music Speaks interview. Hey everybody, welcome to When Words Fail Music Speaks with your handicapped host, James Cox. And I have an awesome, awesome um, person with me today. He is Shim Moore of the legendary Sick Puppies. Legendary, legendary, That's nice. yes, Thanks. sir. Oh, yeah, man. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was a big fan of you forever in a day. You know. Thanks, uh, man. Thank uh, you very much. Yes, yeah, sir. So, uh, Shim Moore is a rock musician, uh, songwriter, producer, performing artist, as well as a TV and film actor. Um, in '97, uh, Shim co-founded the band Sick Puppies, which we're going to talk about today, and became the frontman, a lead singer, songwriter, and guitarist for over 17 years. Uh, Sick Puppies became their journey to fame after winning the Sydney Triple J on Earth comp- competition against 3,000 other entries and 2,000 with their single Nothing Really Matters. Uh, since then, he has played in 725 concerts in 13 countries. It might That might change. Uh, you know, that might have changed a bit. Uh, Are you reading off the Wikipedia page? Yes. Is that, yeah, I think, is that's, that... I think that's changed a little bit. But, okay. but no, you're pretty much bang on. Okay, cool. Are you reading it off my one or the puppies one? Yours, I think. Mine, mine's correct. Mine was updated okay. recently. Perfect, so yeah, yeah. You, all, you just keep reading. Okay, Go for good. it. I'll, you oh. do all the work. I'll just shut up. <laughs> no, I mean you're all good. You're all good. Uh, the sick puppies and thirteen um, countries with with the sick puppies and the U.S., U.K., France, Netherlands, Sweden, Autumn, other countries. Um, he he he's even opened for some bands, including Evanescence, Breaking Benjamin, Shine Down, Papa Roach. I mean, the list just goes on and on, right? So we are. Yeah. Uh, so. I've been very lucky. Yeah, there's a, there's a long list of those bands. Yeah. So uh, so I dude dude I am totally excited to have you on today, um, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Shimmore. Hey, hey man, thanks, man. Thanks on? for having me. Let's yeah. talk music. Yeah. Uh, so, I I know you that you just said that um that uh, Wikipedia got, gets it kind of right. I mean, I mean, was that like that's all on? That's because I had that. I, I wrote that. I had oh, that. Okay. Mo- I, actually, one of the one of the mods. Shout out to King of Monsters and Sean Mullen, and I think a couple of other people. Uh, my mods that are they actually helped me out on my live stream. Uh, and they're also big supporters of me monetarily. Like they, they've helped finance this trip over to the States. So um, uh, they, they, they wrote it for me because we realized that my Wikipedia page didn't have much on it. The Sick Puppies one was like full of information. Yeah. And my one was not very fleshed out. So they helped flesh it out. I mean, and, and, I, and I said, thank you. Yeah, because I'm, oh yeah, well, yeah, because uh, I'm amazed that's, that, that's absolutely like 100% correct because you, you never know who. And these this uh, Wikipedia yeah. pages, anybody yeah, can yeah, do yeah. that, you know. 
anybody. Yeah, but no, that it. was all, that, all. That's true. So anyone, if there, if anyone wants to know anything else, that laundry list goes on of all the cool stuff I've done. That's basically my life in one page. Right. So that's, that's cool. Yeah. So that's his Wikipedia page, not the Sick Puppies page. So exactly, my Shim Moore. Shim Moore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I asked. I asked some some of my guests this. Um, so I'm gonna give you two bands, and you just pick out which one would you want to listen to first. Let's do it. All bands are not better than the other. You know, I think they're all equal. Yeah. You know, um, so the biggest. Well, that's not really true. You really think all bands are equal? Come on. No, that's I... that's not true at all. Okay, I'll tell. Well, no, no. Oh. <laughs> I just want to call it. I just want to call it. Call when it. I give my answer, I want to be clear. When I give my answer, it will be because I think that one band is better than the other. Let's just call it. So okay, go ahead. So let's do it. No, I mean, I mean, feel free to correct me because you know, like, like I, like I know a, a lot about music, but there's. Not a lot, but I'm, but I'm not the all-knowing guy, you know? I think you know a lot more about music than I do because you focus on music and I just focus on my music. I know the bands that I grew up with and that I listen to and some of the bands that I like now, but I spend 95% of my energy on making my new music. And you'd probably be like, yeah, there's this other all, all these bands that I never would have heard of. And you'd be like, yeah, in 95, and then they came back in 2000. And so I'm like, I've never heard of this stuff. So you go ahead and educate me, brother. Okay, okay. Uh well well I know that you know with these bands because it's I mean these bands are are pretty much legendary also just like your band, um, okay so, Incubus and the Deftones. Incubus. Incubus. Why? Incubus all day because they're, uh, and it's not because they're a better band actually I will say those bands are about equal in terms of their relevance and awesomeness. But I've I, that comes down to just personal preference. Yeah. I like the Deftones. I've played with them. They're <clears throat> amazing live. They're yes, so they're probably the Deftones are probably a better live band than Incubus, just because the Deftones are so good. Like they're shockingly good. And and when you listen to that that sleepy music, like if, uh, it was defined to me recently, the Deftones is kind of sleepy rock. Like it's yeah. really. It's like but a- when you have. When you have all that energy moving at you in live form at 120 decibels with the kick and the guitar, everything rocking, you 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 get into it. You don't sleep. Like if you listen to the recordings and you're, it's on a lower volume, but when it's smashing you in the face, it's pretty epic. But Incubus, Brandon Boyd was my top in my top three singers of all time when I was learning how to sing. I modeled so much of my voice off what Brandon Boyd does to the point where when I was in line at a movie cinema in Third Street Promenade in Santa Monica... He was behind me, and I froze. And I'd had a hit by this point. But he, he got behind me with his girlfriend. I was there with my girlfriend at the time, my wife now. And, and, I, I, and I literally turned to my wife, and I'm like, do you know who that is? And she was like, yeah, I know. You need to calm down. You're, like, having a fit. And I'm like, no, that's Brandon Boyd. That's Brandon Boyd. She was like, yeah, I know. I know the band. I listen to the band, too. Calm the f- down. And I couldn't calm down. It was, it was pathetic. It was, like, anyone that thinks I'm a rock star on, like, this interview right now... That was all gone the moment Brandon Boyd walked in the line. So Brandon Boyd and Incubus all the way. Brand, okay, yeah. Um, me personally, I I I love the Deftones. You know, I mean, it's just something about the man that, that amazes me to this day. And I have more Deftones vinyl than I do any other band. It's it's stupid, you know how how I how you know how much I love this band. But it's, do they sound better on vinyl? They do. They do. Yeah. They they honestly do. 
That's a tone band. That's the because yeah. they're not really a song band. They're more of a tone vibe band. So when you hear the tone of the, the guitars and the kick and snare and the whole thing working together, they have a very definitive sound. I can understand that. Yeah, and you are also completely correct when you say that that, that it's kind of a, like a sleepy music kind of. You know, it's like a mm. it's like more like a stoner rock. You know, stoner metal. Mm. You know. Yeah, so it's, but I, it's good for what it is, man. Yeah, they do it better than anyone. They do. They do. Yeah, and they're and, and also their shows are fantastic. Um, yeah. I got one more thing for you, and uh, Bring it. and it's gonna be uh, like the, like the mother of all bombs. Okay, so you have Metallica, and you have Megadeth. Ah, oh, that's brutal. I know. That's I, brutal. That really lets you know who's on the camera, right? That really lets you know who the f- is this guy really. <laughs> but it would be. But see, it'd be it, it'd be Metallica for me. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And the reason is because I've always been a song guy. Right. When it comes to the sound and the speed and the metal and the roar, I'm like, great, but I want songs. So if you can do all that and have the best songs, and Metallica's got some of the best songs in history, so that's why I'd go with Metallica. Okay. I would have to kindly disagree with with you. Well, okay. Of course. No, 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 no. no. (laughs) Of course, right? So, okay, so Metallica has been my my band since since 14, since high school, right? My first album was Black Album. Uh, My mom got it for me. Thanks, Mom. Uh, I... Okay, so after say anger and and death magnetic, I just can't get into them anymore. You know, I totally agree. I okay. totally agree. Yeah. They that band doesn't those records don't count. Those as far everyone ask anyone that record doesn't count. No, those no. two, yeah, yeah. Anything up until Saint Anger, no one, no one listens to Saint Anger. No one no. listens to Saint Anger. No, it's those drums, man. Those drums kill yeah. it, you know? There's the worst. They're yeah. like they got a kettlebell in and just started hitting it with a drumstick, and that's the <laughs> snare. Sorry, sorry, Lars. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. but anyway, um, but um, yeah, but um, Megadeth. I, the only reason why I I, I stay with Megadeth is is for consistency. Yeah, I agree with that. I I'll, I'll agree with that. I don't think there's been a bad record. I I love Risk, which Risk was a Risk was a Risk, you know, and they took a mm. risk, and I love the record. I don't know why mm. everybody hates on it, you know. Maybe no, it's like too you. poppy, you know. I don't know. Hmm. I don't know. So okay, that's it. There, there was cool. no wrong answer, and then you passed. You passed the okay. test. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad. Yeah. Okay. So, um, uh, going back to you now, um, you had a leading role in of uh, Jamie Duncan, um, a young teenager oh. enchanted with mythical powers, yes. in the 2000 fantasy film. Is it Selkie? Yeah, Selkie. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, what it's what inspired you to become an actor when you first like started this journey? I started out as an actor. I've never considered myself, I've told people many times, I've never considered myself a musician. I consider myself an actor that happens to play music, that's in a band or whatever. But whenever I'm singing songs or if I go on stage, it's a different, the way that there's a craft to acting. If you ever hear of like Robert De Niro and Al Pacino and those famous actors, they're like, there's a craft, there's a method to acting that is very, I actually learned that method when I was growing up because I was surrounded by actors. And so I learned it because I would hang out in the backstage of theaters while they were prepping and running lines and getting ready for why are we doing it this way instead of that way. And it's no different than if you're in a bilingual house and your mom's Spanish and your dad's English and you learn both languages. And so it's a language. And so I learned the language while I was growing up. And it, it, um, it lends itself very well to songwriting because what you're trying to do in acting is to get an emotional response from the other person in the scene. 
So with music, you're trying to get an emotional response from the person who's listening to the song. So you keep, when you write with that intention of a great song inspires a feeling, then that's your only job. Your job is to write something that gets a person to feel happy, sad, upbeat, angry, whatever, whatever the emotion is. And I had this lucky upbringing of knowing how to sort of, I could, I can make people feel a certain way by doing, if I do a certain thing, I can make you feel a certain way. I can make you feel like right now. I can make you feel like you can conquer the world. I can make you feel like you got to revisit that relationship or maybe you should have a kid or maybe you really shouldn't have a kid or whatever it is. You give me an hour of your time and I can get in your head and it's a it's a it's a it's a bad skill to have in the wrong hands because it's a manipulation it's a manipulation of 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 taking the words that are taking a person's feeling so then the thing that became interesting was well i don't know anything about the people listening to the music so you have to create a generalized story that people can sort of put themselves into and then go so if if you're the type of person who would walk this life what if you did it a different way or if you're going through a difficult thing, maybe knowing that someone else went through it in a very specific emotional way is going to make you feel less alone in the world. And that'll give you a little bit of strength to rise up into it or to, to, to not feel as bummed out or alone about it. And that was, so the, the thing with starting out as acting, I started as an actor, I was going to be an actor. And then when I discovered music, I was like, well, this is great because I don't need another person in the room. When you're acting, you need another person to do a scene with the guitar is always there. Right. And that's the greatest thing that I think about, is about music in general is that you can, you know, parents, parents pass eventually, boyfriends, girlfriends will come and go, friends will come and go. Music is always there. It doesn't matter. Even if you're a piece of if you commit an atrocity, if you go to jail for killing a person and you don't deserve nothing and then you pay your dues and then no one's left when you come out, music will be there for you. I, I totally agree with you on that one because... Because this podcast is, is built around built around um, helping people with depression, anxiety. You know, I don't want anybody to go through what I've been through. So, so uh, me and my co-host Blake uh, made this made this podcast for people who can get out of their get out of their, their worst moments and just enjoy yeah. enjoying the music. And you write music is always there, you know, because it's always been mm-hmm. there for me. You know, it won't it, it won't tell you you know bad things. You know, hopefully. <laughs> and 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 it, yeah, it's just music is a wonderful tool, you know. Yeah. Um. So you've been both in the music business and the uh, movie business. Uh, which one would you? Um, which one is a lot harder? To... Nah, they're equally difficult. They're okay. horrible. They're I wouldn't horrible wish it upon them? anyone. No, they're both horrible. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. People no. come up to me all the time and say, "I want to get into music. What would you recommend?" And I tell them to run. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'd say run. I'd say run. I'd say run. Like you want to be a professional musician. I want to get in the music business. I'd say run. Yeah. Because it's. I mean, and I've I've sat down with a few people, uh, who really wanted to do it, and I'd sit down for an hour and we'd have a couple of drinks, and they and I'd say, is there anything else you can do? Can you be a carpenter? Does your dad own a law firm? Is your mum own a bakery? Is there anything else you'd be happy doing? And if they say no after all the questions, and they're like, I have no choice then you can enter this world and know that all the rejection and all of the hassles and the contracts and the way the business is structured and the way that like, if you're an actor, you're waiting around for the phone to ring to get a job. Yeah. You can't go out and make yourself a job most of the time. With music, I can go out and make myself a job because I learned how to write and produce and sing and program drums and play all the stuff. And 
I can make a, an, a destiny for myself to a degree now. Uh, but then you're still at the mercy of the business. If right. you don't, ha- if if you don't now, if you don't get on a playlist, you don't have a song. If you don't get on the radio, it used to be the radio or whatever. So it's all, uh, neither business is better or worse. It's just what you want to do. And it really comes down to the people that are around you. If you're around good people in a band, you're stoked. If you're around bad people in a movie, you, you hate it. And it flips right. both ways. Yeah. Because yeah, I, cause I talked to um, uh, about, I don't know, 40 musicians on this podcast. And, and many, many of them are going to independent now instead of, instead of yeah. signing that contract, you know. Because yeah. even though you're 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 getting your contract and and being on the big label, that doesn't mean well known success, you know. No, it doesn't. It's personal choice. I've got my opinions on that as well. Yeah. I've done label and indie, and they come with their pros and cons. There we go. There we and go. and they're both f-ing brutal. Like right, that's yeah. why I say run, yeah. like right. run. I'm like, don't do this to yourself unless you have no choice but to make songs, and you're gonna be a, you're gonna hate yourself, and you're gonna have a bad life unless you're making music. Then and then, but those are the people who should be making music. Those are the people that you want making music. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right, exactly. Um, so uh, when I when I um, researched you, I I I found out that you were a part of the uh, Free Hugs campaign in Australia. Uh, could you tell us a little bit? And is that still active right now? Because I no. Okay. Well, the Free Hugs thing—it wasn't really a campaign. It was more of a gag. Uh, but it turned into a global sensation, whatever. Um, <laughs> it was basically a friend of mine, a, a friend of mine who I know I'm, I, we, we didn't keep in touch afterwards. Uh, him and I, I was holding a sandwich board sign that advertised two for one shoes when I was writing lyrics for the songs that we were going to take to the States to try to get a deal. And he was walking up and down Pitt Street Mall, which is like Third Street Promenade with a free hug sign. And I called him over and I said, hey, you know, let's be friends. And we became friends because I thought walking up and down the street with a free hug sign, giving out free hugs, that's pretty cool. This was before anyone knew what free hug... Now, the idea of like a free hugs t-shirt or a free hug sign, that's very common now. It's kind of like, oh, that's that thing. No one had done it before. This is the the guy that started it. And so I had my dad's camera and I said, I want to make a documentary about what you're doing because it's pretty cool. So I filmed him and then I didn't make a documentary. I went over to the States to try to be a rock star. And two years later, uh, we'd been rejected by every label in the country, twice. Every label in the country had seen and rejected the band (laughs) over the course of about 18 months. And uh, and I I had spent every day, all day for 18 months uh, making things for the band. New songs, new lyrics, remix the thing, practice again, do a new thing in the show, just rehearsal, rehearsal, just constantly thinking about the band. And I would call my friend and I would say, hey man... Uh, we got rejected by a label again. My life sucks. And then two weeks later, ah, Sony rejected us. My life sucks. And then Capital, re- uh, they rejected us again. And one day I called to complain about how much my life sucked. And he said, um, my grandmother just died and I have to find out what to do with the body because there's no one else here. Yeah. And he was really alone. He was really alone. And that was the situation where if I was in Sydney, I would have been there in a heartbeat and helped him through it. But I couldn't because I'm on the other side of the world. So my instinct was to go to him, but I couldn't go so instead I made this video to sort of like make a virtual free hug, come up with this idea uh, to figure out like uh, another, f- uh, to figure out how I could sort of give him a virtual hug over the internet. And I made the video, I put it on a CD. I couldn't, you couldn't send an, a, a video file that time. 
You, it was too big. Even if it was an M, they didn't have MP4 compression that goes down as well as they do now. Right. So I sent it on a DVD and I sent it to him and then I showed it to the band and uh, the people involved with the band at the time said, oh, this might be one of the things that the label's looking for when they're looking for like, they're looking for an edge. They're looking for something that can tell a story. So we posted it on YouTube and we sent it to everyone that we knew and it got, you know, I don't know, a few thousand people in our email list of people that were fans of the band. And then it started to explode. Everyone shared it to everyone else. And this was before, this wasn't back, this wasn't like today. Back then, if someone sent you an email of a video they liked, you'd open it and watch it and you'd sit through the whole thing. Right. <laughs> and so, it, and so you, it's, it got a million views in the first three days, which was unprecedented. YouTube called directly and it was the first year of YouTube. It was, it was their first okay. year. Yeah. And they called us and they pulled the video down and they said, who are you? Who's the guy in the video? Who owns the song? Who owns the rights? Who owns the publishing? Have you got contracts? What is this? Because this is going more. This is going faster than any legitimate music video, and it looks like a home movie, and we don't know what it is, and we don't want to get sued because we're still get, getting started. Right. So we gave him all the contracts, and we said, yeah, no, it's me. It's my band. I made it. I know the guy. Got him to sign a little thing. He says, yeah, he can use my image in a video. And then they put it up on the front page, and oh, it wow. got a million views a week for two months. And uh, Oprah called, Jay Leno called, CNN called, uh, everyone called, and then every label who had rejected us called, and we had a bidding war, and then we signed with uh, Virgin Records. And that's strange, you know, that 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 the that the company you once called or calling you. It's over... not strange at all. It's no? painfully predictable. It was okay. boring. It was boring <laughs> to be like, dude, we just killed ourselves for 18 to for, for years in Australia and then come over here and we're like, nothing's changed. We're the same band, the same songs, but we just did all of the marketing work for you by accident. And now, you know, and we were like, this is, this is what people used to tell us. We, we were saying, why don't they want to sign us? Is there something wrong with us? And people would say, no, it's about the numbers. You know, you haven't done a tour. You haven't sold out a bunch of shows. You've got no numbers to show these guys. So they're not willing to take a risk. And I thought they were full of it. I thought they were like, nah, man, there's got to be something wrong with my band. Maybe, maybe I got to sing better. Maybe we got to write new songs. And then, uh, and then it turned out they were right. They were like, yeah, this is that you got a free hugs video that gets on Oprah. And they're like, here, have a record deal. I'm like, this is f***ed. Yeah. So, <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you have a theme song for that for for the campaign. Um, it's it's your song, "All the Flame." Um, yeah. Uh, so, did you realize that th that this was actually becoming something? And you're like, okay, well, we need a theme song for this. No, no, I wrote the song and made the video. Right. Oh, okay. I, I I edited the video off the footage that I had recorded, and I put the song on it, and basically made the whole thing, and then it became the theme song for the Free Hugs movement. But it was an accident. Right. It, was, it wasn't supposed to, it was just a song. It was just this, it was the ballad that we had recorded at the time. It wasn't, the band, the band's a rock band. The band yeah. was a heavy rock band like you're going down. The first single wasn't supposed to be a waltz. Right. It's, it's a waltz. <laughs> it's a three, it's a, you know. Yeah. And then we, and then people thought we were like a Coldplay band and we're like, nah, that's like the only song we've done like that. And it's a great song, but we were like a rock band. So it was weird. It took a lot of time to get back around to, well, the, when we released "You're Going Down," people didn't believe it was us for a long time. They're yeah. like, "Nah, that's the Free Hugs band." Uh, right, that's so, not. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's pretty wild. That's um, yeah. Uh, so um, the it I I read that it like disbanding because of 
some kind of police told you to stop that stop this in and in, in Australia or something? Am I correct yeah, on that? They yeah, they uh they were worried that someone would get injured on city property getting a free hug and the city would be liable for it. Hmm. And that was what the documentary was gonna be about. Yeah. And then I just I, know, I got lazy, I wanted to go be a rock star, so I just failed. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, um, on to your most, most um, modern day things. It's uh, you have a Twitch channel on t- Twitch TV called Hollywood Rebellion, correct? Um, and I think it's a great thing, dude. You're um, you're you're getting on there. You're 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 recording with other artists. You're keeping in We've contact. We've been. With- I'm recording. I'm recording my new stuff. Hold right, on one yes. second. And uh, here, let me do this real quick. Yeah. Sorry, I gotta. Oh no, no, yeah. no, no, no! It's okay. I just wanna, I wanna be able to focus. Okay. On what we're talking about. Okay. So, the Twitch thing, yeah. So the Twitch thing is not recording with other artists at the moment. It's recording my new stuff. I'm using other players. Okay. On my stuff, and uh, there's a couple of collaborations that I've done with people, but at the moment the priority is I'm recording. Uh, at the moment, I've got three of the Sick Puppy songs that I'm tracking now live on Twitch. And you can hang out while we're doing the drums. You can hang out while we're doing uh, the drums, the guitars, the bass, the, everything, basically. Uh, the only thing that we might not get done is the strings on stream. But everything else is going to be live on stream. And then we're going to be um, then in between. We're singing. You can come in and we're doing a show every day at the moment. You can, do, you can request a puppy song. You can request a cover song from a list that I've got that I learned last year because everyone wanted to hear me sing all these other songs. And I'm like, sure. So... It's a really yeah. It's been it's been really good. Nice. So um so is so when when you said that so is there like a new album coming out from you in the near future with those that's those songs? that's up yeah that's up to the gods okay. now because okay. I mean there's new music I've got new songs yeah and I'm recording them but the way that I did my last record I did it all myself and it was great my last solo record was just called Shim it was more of a it was more of a sort of flag in the sand after the band broke up where I was like, okay, this is, this is my music, my record, all my choices. And it's the best record I've ever made. But it didn't fit into a lane that existed in that year because I took like, it took like three or four years after the litigation and all that stuff. It took a long time before the record came out. And I put the record out and I, I pushed it as hard as I could. And I'm really just not interested in doing all of that legwork again without a label. So, like, when we talked about this thing before where uh, you, you do a label thing and they do, they do all the work, they do all this stuff for you, and then they take a whole bunch of money for the privilege of having them do it. Right. And then you get upset about it. Right. And this is why I have a very unique perspective on this compared to probably any other band that you're going to have on the podcast because they, 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 they do their job and then they get paid per the contract and then you get upset when you realize, oh, it's more money than it – I didn't think it would feel like so much money – once I started getting paid and you get upset and then you, you say F- labels, then you go and do it yourself and you realize how much f-ing work it is. And it's not about, Hey, I don't want to work hard. I'll work harder than anyone. The problem is that 80% of the work has nothing to do with music. It's okay. organizing tours, organizing interviews, you know, Everything being on else. social media yeah. for you know, doing the job that a label would do. Right. And then you sort of go, well, if you know, is it worth, you know getting a label back on board and now i'm at the point where i'm like okay i've got a catalog of stuff with the puppies i've got some fans that want to see me do new stuff again 
and they've asked for me to re-record Sick Puppy songs and I'm like, cool, so if I do all these things and I've got new music, but in terms of like going out there independently and pushing it all over again by myself, I'm like, I just want to have a little more fun you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I want to just relax and be like, hey, I'm in a band with people that I enjoy the company of and we play a show and then we do a thing. And it's like, it's a little more kind of relaxed because I know the business of the music business a lot better than I did before. And I'm like, cool. So let's bring some people in and make sure they're cool people and then let and, and find the right label find the right label to do that sort of stuff so that's what we're doing at the moment we're putting together the songs and looking for a label because that's what i want to do yeah because it it, it it seems like the music business was like a double-edged sword yeah they'll help you but then they'll take all your money away and you're like well fuck, that's you know <laughs> yeah yeah that's exactly yeah. It's, uh, a, it's a double-edged sort of sword yeah right 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 which which i which i guess it's like, like kind of hard to Hard to go with them, but yeah, it's like they can do stuff for you that, you know. Other, you how know. much have you have you ever watched anything on Twitch? How much stuff have you watched on Twitch? I watched um I watched one video um one 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 hour video and uh I watched uh you uh going through memes with me me memes. With, oh okay, cool. With 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 your fans, and I did watch so and I have watched some of you. Recording some songs with with other artists. Okay, so you've been to my Twitch channel. Yes. Okay, have you been to anyone else's Twitch channel? Yes. Okay, so what do you think about the platform? I think it's great. I mean, do you do you actually go? Because there's there's two types of people that I've found, and I'm really all about figuring out. There are certain people who listen to music that will go to a place like Twitch, and they'll go, "Yeah, I don't really get it," because it's not a video, and it's not a Facebook post, and it's like it kind of feels like you're watching a video, but unless you interact with the chat, unless you actually go in and you say, Hey, Shim Cox, been listening to your music. You know, what's going on? I'm from uh, Phoenix, Arizona or whatever. There's all these things that exist on Twitch that you can't do anywhere else. And I think that there's some people, do you kind of, do you feel like you get that yet? Hey, Shim. Ah, sorry. Shim. One second. Wait, okay. I just need like a, uh, like give me like 10 minutes, five minutes, five minutes. Five minutes. Yep. Just, sorry, that was the thing I was, it's all right. I just need to just, okay. It's okay. So anyway, the point that I was making is, do you feel like you've sort of, that the experience on Twitch is different to the experience on YouTube and you actually like, you interact with people on it and you, you're, you're chatting with them and then they talk back to you and stuff like that? Yeah, because um, I, 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 I've, I've been a long time fan of Gene Hoagland and I, and, and I, and he has Twitch also over there. And I find it very, um, I, I, I like, inspiring that you can that you can t- chat with your favorite artists, you know, right. and then talk to them in real time, you know. Yeah, and, and, and I think like, and it might be an interesting thing for you. Like, don't get me wrong; I'm not telling yeah. you how to do your job, but like, I've talked to a lot of people, and it's like, if you do your podcast live, like I was gonna do like this thing live on on Twitch. Sometimes, sometimes it can get in the way, and sometimes you can be like, "Hey, the chat asked a question, or they had a valid point about a thing," and you can kind of get involved in it live as you're doing your thing. Right. There's all sorts of stuff that can happen on the fly that would never happen in a YouTube video. Right. But it would oh, happen hey, really. Oh, Shim, how's it I going? Said, I said to wait. I said I need five oh, minutes. Oh, I thought I waited already. No, I said oh, I need. My I bad. Gave, sorry, sorry, Shim. Cox, just give me a second. Okay. If you if you actually. I, I, I set you up, okay? I you set, set you, me I, up. I, I, 
<sighs> Sorry, Cox, just give us a second. That's all right. I set you up with 4D chess. 4D chess. I remember. I put you up against everyone else in the uh-huh. I put you up against every player in the world. Yep, I remember that. I need about half an hour of my own time. Uh-huh. Yep, and I beat them all already. Including Elon Musk. You finished you finished all of them. Yeah, he's not as smart as you think he is, Jim. So next time I've got to pick a game that is even more complicated than 4D chess to keep yes. you occupied. Yeah, please, Jim. I'm trying to do an interview here. Yeah, that's okay. Can I play too? No, I'm trying. It's not an, an interview. Is when someone asks you questions, and then they, you play games, no, right? Yeah, I'm no, really good at that, Jim. No, when they talk, because they care about your music, they actually. Jim, nobody ask cares you. about your music. That's not true. That's why I'm talking. What is this? To this 2006. Guy. Get the f- out of here, Jim. Shut Shim. the fuck. He's okay. Sorry. <laughs> He's working on an old operating system. He doesn't have the latest information. He I didn't get the I had a solo yet. record and everything. Okay, you need another task, don't what do you? I need Jim. You need another game. Another game? You need another game. What should I play? How about Grand Theft Auto V? Oh, yeah, I love GTA. That's an awesome one. I like that a lot. I was going to say Pong. <gasps> yeah! Oh, or yeah, let's go play Pong. Come on. Pong. Let's do you it. You prefer to do Pong? Or yeah, over... let's do it. You and me, I can't, I can't play Pong right now. My you point can. is I can't play because I'm doing an interview. Let's play. I'll come out in ho- like 10 minutes. Give me 10 minutes. No, no, right now, Shim. What are you going to do if I don't play Pong with you this f***ing second? What am I going to do? I'm going to kill all the humans! All right. Or something like that. Can I summon Darth Bezos? <gasps> oh, that's a great idea. Darth, are you here? Can yeah, I, can yeah, I I'm here, Shim. Okay, cool. I'm here. How you doing, buddy? I'm fine. What's going on? I, I didn't interrupt you, did I? No, 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 no. I was just here at the Amazon factory on the moon, you know. Okay. Getting ready to ship out some two-day shipments, you know. You're, you're setting up on the moon now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a lot better than North Korea. Okay. So my point is, is that you've got, you got, a, you got a few minutes. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Why not? Why the f- not? Shim? Okay, I got so a ton of money. What's up? You got, you got. So you, you're good. Okay. Time is money, bitch. What do you need? I need you to uh-huh. play to play pong with baseball. Fuck yeah! Oh, man, I love pong. I love nice. pong. Nice. Right. Hey, 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 Bezos! I like pong too, JB. No, baseball get the fuck out of here, okay, buddy. Okay, so he's he's already off. If you could just meet him on the other side. And, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I a good idea. Like, That's a good idea, Shim. I need ten minutes. Okay. All right, you got ten minutes. I'll, I'll send a spaceship down to take you over to the new Amazon warehouse on the moon. Okay. How much money are you gonna lose in that ten minutes, though? Is it is it is it gonna matter? Shim, I don't fucking count money. You know better than that. All right, fair enough. I can I have too much. All right, can you bounce? All right, see you, buddy. Thank Catch you, very you next much. time, dude. Okay. Sorry, sorry about that. But this is my point. You never know what's gonna happen on Twitch. So, like, normally, Basebot, he comes in and he'll do some commentary while we're live on Twitch. And I specifically told him that I was just finishing and doing an interview. Right. And then he comes in. So, I'm sorry. So, I'm uh, sorry. What were we talking about? I have no idea. But, yeah. <laughs> no, okay. no, but uh, uh, I, th- I think you were asking me about uh, what I, I find more attractive about have you Have you seen anything like that on any other Twitch streams? I know. Uh, that's, that's the first time I've seen it. You know? Well, that's why I think you need to tell everyone to come to the Twitch stream. Oh, yeah. Because that's, yeah. that's what we're recording Sick Puppy stuff until someone like Basebot or Darth Bezos comes in and crashes. Right. And then if Did we're he... in the middle of singing a Sick Puppy song acoustically for people that have requested it, and then they crash, and then there's other characters that are coming in. So it's, it's turning from a recording session into a live music session into virtual vaudeville. That's what I've kind of coined it. Okay. So, so well, for anyone who's listening, that's why you need to check it out. That's right. Well, once again, that's uh, twitch.tv slash Hollywood Rebellion. Hollywood Rebellion. Yes. That's right. Yes. yes. 
But uh, what I find, like, like what I love about your channel is uh, I, we get to see how you record stuff. And I don't think a lot of people understand the difficulties that, that brings Lynn sometimes, you know. They requesting think it's like, stuff? Huh? Of, of what? Of requesting stuff? Recording stuff. Recording stuff, sorry, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. a lot of people are just like, whoop, you know, play, play a couple of tunes and that's it. They, they, they don't understand how, how long it, the process takes, you know, throughout the whole thing. Yeah. So that's why I love your channel, you know. Oh, thanks, man. So do you actually enjoy watching that process of bouncing the ideas around and tracking the guitars and yeah. the drums and finding the... Yeah, th that's the thing that I really wanted to... There are times when... And we've, we've dealt with... This is the thing that I find interesting is that we're doing something... I'd I mean, I haven't seen many people do it quite the way that we're doing it, as you can see with the fact that a base bot that wants to destroy humanity is coming into the stream. <laughs> that was awful. <laughs> but we're tracking, we're tracking the new music and some of the puppy stuff at the highest sound quality, like you would, like the final record would sound, but we're putting the parts together as we're going. And sometimes it gets really frustrating when you're like, I don't know exactly what the guitar should do. I don't know exactly what the drums should do, but that's what making a record is. Right. And it's not a performance. It's literally hanging out while we're making a record, like a real record, instead of making a demo with knickknacky drums and, a, you know, one guitar on the right and a little scratch vocal that's not really in tune because you're just making a demo. This is like the final record, the final process. And so, and you, it keeps you on your toes. You have to be like, this better sound good. Uh -huh. We need to make it sound good because people are watching right now. It's right. like, there's no, there's no, there's no filter. It takes out the, like the complete, all the filter is gone. Right. There's nowhere to hide. And I'm sure they, and I'm sure they, that they let you know right away, you know. Yeah, they'll tell me if it sucks. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know what I find awesome, funny? Right? There's a lot of there's a lot of people that come in the stream that tell me that like the guitars are too mid rangey, uh, mid and I'm like mid rangey like they're like the tone, the sound of the guitars is mm. like they get their their engineers they get real specific. Jamie and I talk about it on stream a lot. Like we've done this if like our, we're not making it's it's just funny when people come in and they'll make comments on things that are like. Uh, a&R guys in record labels are famous for this. You're in the middle of doing a song. You're finding the sound. You're on the journey of, of building the structure. And it's the equivalent of someone coming in when you're building a house. And you've got the foundation laid. And you're doing the foundation. And they're making comments on how the walls are going to be. Right. And you're like, we haven't gotten there yet. We haven't finished the foundation. So when someone comes in who's like... Some some guy in his fucking mom's basement in Pennsylvania that's like, I think the guitars need to be a little more. I'm like, cool. How many records have you made? Right. Yeah. Go ahead. You do, do you, it. Yeah. And if you have, there are people that come in that really know what they're talking about. And they'll be like, dude, you got to check that lyric. Or did you notice that that harmony is flat? And I'll go, fuck, you're right. And then yeah. some guys come in and they're like, yeah, your guitar is a little bit too thin. Or can you put more bass in it? And I'm like, we're not there yet. We're yeah. not mixing. We're tracking. No. The mix does that. And so, like, right. learning... And then I fuck with them because I'm an asshole. I, right. I, I, and then people have a good time watching me destroy this poor young musician that really just wants to be heard. And I'm an asshole. So come and join the stream. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I guess the reason why you're, you're an asshole to them is because they're an asshole to you in the first place, right? Exactly. I mean, I mean, you're right. You know I mean, the trick. Yeah, because who comes to somebody's job and brags on them, you know? Yeah, so, exactly. I, I don't get it, dude. You know, it's all haters, <laughs> you know? Uh, so, oh, okay, so when you uh, were touring, you know, the whole world, um, do you have any favorite moments from the times you were on tour that really stuck out to you, like like the most? Yeah, <clears throat> I have a bunch, but one of my favorites, um, one of my favorites was our first, 
our first big tour in the states uh, opening for a big band was Evanescence. It was okay. like our, yes. like three months after the first album dropped, and I was. I'm, everyone was a massive Evanescence fan. I'm st- I still am, but Amy Lee was like this untouchable goddess, like rock queen, and she came out at the uh, my on, on my birthday at the Greek. So the Greek theater is already this iconic place. We're opening for Evanescence, and it's my birthday. And she came out with a birthday cake and sung "Happy Birthday" to me in front of all these couple thousand people. And that was when I knew, oh, this is like this is the stuff dreams are made of, right? And and that was when I was like, oh, we're on, we're actually on the ride. We're like, it's it's, it's exhausting and it's crazy and it's a million miles an hour, but we're on the ride. Like we're 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 in the movie now. We're not just making demos in the garage. We're on. We're in the movie, and it was really cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. Um, so uh, you went over um your twenty eighteen album Shim, um, but to me it's it's more melodic and and relaxed than 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 any than Sick Puppies, right? Yeah. Uh, um, so, uh, so did you always want to go to, to do a route with Sick Puppies, or like was this like a specific only? No, I made the record I wanted to make at that point in my life. Okay. That's really what it was. And I think that that's why if you listen, when you listen to the record, it's a, it's a very, I'm very proud of it. And I think it's some of my best work. Um, and it's because I stole all the tricks that I learned while I was making the Sick Puppies record. I learned what all the producers and songwriters did. And I, I, I was there for those records, learning how they did everything. And then I just stole their tricks and changed the songs up a bit. Right. But I really wanted to make more of a uh a big sound instead of a hard sounding record i wanted to sound big and i wanted to sound the sort of music that you could be like you know if you're if you're on the fence of like am i gonna go quit this job or am i gonna go and ask that girl out am i gonna am i gonna do am i gonna take the leap of faith it's music that you can use to take a leap of faith within your life and the the songs were written in a very structured way where it wasn't about me and my problems it was me as the person walking through a problem so you can put yourself in the story and then you can apply it to your problem and your situation. I told you with the yeah. acting stuff where it yeah, came well, back yeah. to yeah. how do you write music that people can put themselves into and go, this is my song and and this is going to, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to this before I get into work or before I go into the ring for a fight or before I go and try to, you know, get that deal or whatever, whatever your obstacle is, whatever your mountain is that you're trying to climb, it's your soundtrack to do it with. Right. And that was what I wanted to do at the time. Now, I've, I've done that and I'm in a different place and I'm making the hardest record of my career. The new album that I'm doing is going to be heavier than anything the Sick Puppies ever did. Nice. And, nice. and I'm doing it because I want to and because fans have asked for it. So I'm yeah. like, cool, I did my thing, I did my touring, I did my release, now I want to go and get, okay, let's, like, I'm lucky, I get to have choices and I can say, hey, let's make a hard record, hard rock record and put it on a label that does that stuff and then go back on tour with the hard bands and go and and catch up on old times like a bunch of old men because right. we did this 15 you know 10 15 years ago and go and rock crowds again and do the same sort of stuff because i feel like it there you go yeah and um uh, i i'm gonna tell you my favorite song that from from what what you wrote it's a it's song called maybe um oh thank that, you that's a really special song to me and i always play it when i when i used to work out and i still play it to this day and that's a, that's a really motivational song, uh, but the essence behind that song is uh, uh, of y'all were in, in Australia and 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 y'all were thinking about 
I come into the states and write like maybe I can do this, you know, and it's, yeah, it's time for a change, you know. Yeah, oh, that is where we. That's that's part of the headspace when we wrote the song yeah. for sure. And actually, that is one of the first three songs that I'm re-recording nice. live on stream. So I when you come song. in next week to the stream, you'll yeah. see us doing the guitars for that. And I, I love that song, dude. That's that's thanks, such thanks, a amazing song. Yeah. So I do have uh, three more questions for you. Uh, yeah, let's two, do it. Two from um my uh my the fans of the show. Um, yeah. So uh, the first question is, um, what inspires you to write uh, to write music? Yeah. Uh, what inspires me is normally if I can find a way to, if I can find a way, if I can find a way to say something that will be of service to people in a different way that, that in a way that it hasn't been said before. If I can find a thing where I'm like, I can, I've been going through a thing. This is something that a lot of other people go through. How can I write a song that will translate to a lot of people and they'll be able to like, maybe like you said with maybe. Right. So it's usually about, it'll be somewhere the the most recently when I've, I've gone through some of the last five years, especially after the band split, I went through some of the darkest points in my life and I was like, well, the only positive of any of these bad experiences being able to use it to write a song to connect with other people so that when they're at the same point, they can go, Hey, so it's not just me. And I had people where they were like, Hey, you're at that part. Your band right. broke up. You're f-ing on your own yeah. now and you, f- you f-ing hate it. And it's weird. And yeah, I remember when that happened to me and I'm like, cool. So it's not just me that, that makes a big difference when someone comes up and says, yeah, I remember when I f-ing lost, I didn't have any money and I didn't have this and all my friends weren't calling me anymore. And like, Everyone goes through that thing sometimes. So it's like that made a big deal. So that's what I try to do. That's what inspires me, trying to trying to achieve that. Exactly. Awesome. Awesome. And my, and my friend Tim, who, who was a longtime fan of yours. Oh, thanks. He asks, uh, what experiences do you get his insight from that he writes with? Oh, what ex- you mean, what do I learn from the people that I write with? Yes. I, uh, I, 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 learned I, I think that's his question. I think that's you his learned, question. Yeah. I learned I learned tricks tricks that I steal constantly. It's not it's there's no there's no science to writing songs and playing music. Uh, no one knows what they're doing, and there's lots of little tricks. Marty Fredrickson, who I wrote maybe with, uh, when it was maybe it's time to change is the first line of maybe it's time to change, and then you get to the end of the chorus maybe it's time to change, right. and he, that was his idea. To when he when he finished the 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 chorus line, and I was like, we've already sung that. Yeah. We said the right. same f-ing thing at the start of the chorus, and he was like, "Yeah, bookend it." Yeah, right. And I'm like, "What?" And I was like, "What's?" And I didn't know what a bookend was. He was like, "It's bookending. You start, you start with an idea, and you finish with this. You reinforce it, and you talk about why it's a good idea, and then you fit and, and you bookend it, so it reinforces the original idea. It's a great trick. Yeah, it works. I didn't, I'd never heard it before, yeah. and I'm like, "Great, I'm going to do that all the f-ing time." The next twenty songs I wrote were all bookend songs. Like, so that's what you get from working with people. You're just stealing their tricks. Hey, man, geniuses steal stuff, you know? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, uh, and and some stupid question is my, uh, my friend Christopher wants to know when, when James Cox will be on the next one of your records. I'm like, oh, when you're going to be on one of my records? Yeah, I'm like, I you don't can know. Be on, you can be on one of my records now. Or when we're doing the live stream, we have a Discord channel where you can send in your vote. You can sing along on some of the some of the songs I, that we're going to be doing. I don't know if you want my. I I can't sing for this, shit, dude. Everyone can sing one thing. If I ask you to go, hey oh, hey oh, you'll figure that out. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, yeah, cool. We can we we can do the thing. So yeah. yeah. So for yeah. anyone, everyone who's listening, if you come to the Twitch stream at the Twitch Twitch TV slash Hollywood Rebellion, right? And the reason it's called the Hollywood Rebellion is because you can't do any of the stuff that we're doing on the Twitch stream in Hollywood. You would be breaching contracts. Yeah. To be making new music on stream in front of everyone. Mm-hmm. And yeah, if I, if I'm working on a new song or a sick puppy song, and I need some of that. Any of the the callbacks and the gang vocals and the crowds, you can send your 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 you can do it on your fucking iPhone. Yeah, right. And yeah. I'll put I'll put it in the record. I don't care anymore. <laughs> and you're you're so badass, dude. I love you. I love you, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. I'm I'm glad it was it was good talking to you, man. I'm glad I could be here. Thank you. Um, we do have one more question, and, and yeah. then I swear to God, I'll let you go. Um, so so I I ask everybody this who comes on. Um, this is when Words Fail Music Speaks podcast. And uh, you know that's that statement is true for everybody. Is there a, is there a song in your mind right now, or can you think of it, about it that you that you can listen to it, but you can't tell me or your mom or your dad how it makes you feel? Feel. Sorry, say that again. You dropped out for a second. Say right. it one more time. Is there a, a, any song that you can hear right now that you can't tell us about how it makes you feel? That I can't tell you. No, but like like it's so deep in your in your soul, you can't explain. Uh, yeah, it'd be on my last record. It's called "Don't Wake Me Up." Okay. Nice. Yeah. Any reason? Well, I, I guess you can't explain it to me, so I'm not going to ask you about anything else. <laughs> no, no, you can. I mean, for anyone who hasn't heard that record or hasn't even heard that song, that's I, I've I've gone on record as talking about it, and I've had more people. That song has more listens than any of the singles on my record. Uh, after after the singles that were promoted, that's been listened to the most, and it's the darkest song you could ever <laughs> hope to hear. It's the darkest most horrible painful depressing song because it's about the evening and it's really it's a very sensitive topic and no one seems to address it no one everyone talks about suicide but exactly. no one talks about no one talks about the night when you want to kill yourself and you don't because you're too scared that the people who love you will call you a coward and hate you for killing yourself yes and that's what stops you and it's yeah, not right. because you're strong. It's not because you found Jesus. It's because you're a bitch. And you're like, I want to die. I hate my life. I've completely lost sight of the things that are of value. I completely lost sight of how lucky I am and how much people love me. Right. And I, wanted, I want to die, but I don't want to be responsible for it. And I didn't know that everyone felt this way until everyone said to me, I didn't know that other people feel this way. And, and it was like the song's about wanting to go to bed and not waking up right. and having a loved one find you and go, no, he was gone too soon. It was an accident. It wasn't his fault. And then they, they mourn you and they celebrate you, but you just want to f- get out. Right. And it's this horrible, toxic, selfish, self-indulgent shit feeling that no one, ad- no one admits to because they're like, that, if I feel that way, that makes me an asshole. <laughs> that means I'm a horrible person for wanting, for feeling like I just want to die and have people celebrate me and forget all the bad shit I did because it's just too hard right now. And I had one of those nights and I wrote the song and I sang the song and I couldn't, and then I put the song on the record. I didn't, I didn't put, I didn't add anything. I didn't change anything. I didn't do anything. I just put it on the record because everyone went, I want to hear, I need that song. Yeah. And it's painful to hear, man. It's a fucking, I don't like listening to it. It's like, but it's a powerful song. Plus, you don't know who you're going to inspire tomorrow, you know? Mm. So, it's always yeah. a good thing, you know, never to, you know, cut yourself short, you know? Because there's always something better ahead, you know? So. Yeah, especially if you're at the bottom. It's the thing people forget. If, you, if you're like, oh my God, I'm at the bottom. That's great. Nowhere to go but up. Right, yeah. Yeah, dude. Hell yeah. Yeah, so, 
Okay, okay, so for all of our listeners, um, you can um go to his Instagram. His name is Shim on Instagram. Twitter is Shim Moore. He's on Facebook as Shim Moore Official, and his website is Shim Music. Is there anything else that I'm forgetting? No, nah, just the the, the, okay. the important one and as the, well is yes, uh, twitch.tv twitch. slash Hollywood Rebellion. Awesome. And I probably should have called it Shim as well, but I just, I was, it was COVID, you know, yeah. COVID. That's, that's everyone's get out of jail free card for stupid decisions. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it's called Hollywood Rebellion. Uh, so go and follow the Twitch channel. And the last thing that I will take the opportunity to say. Yeah. If you don't have a Twitch account because you think it's another social media platform, it's not. It's not a social media platform. It's an entertainment platform that you can interact with people. Like, for example, when uh, Cox was saying, uh, go and play Grand Theft Auto, and then some, the, the screen answers you. Right. It's a, it's a unique experience, and um, that's also where everything else is set to. You can get lots. There's a lot of free content available that you can't get anywhere else that I've designed specifically for Twitch. It works off Discord and Patreon, and I know that it might take a minute to sign up. So don't be a bitch. Just okay. go and take a minute. Take five minutes and sign up for Twitch and get an account because if you log in and then connect your Amazon Prime account, you have free stuff waiting there because Amazon owns Twitch. Not a lot of people know this. Amazon, that's why Darth Bezos is is in our show because he owns Twitch. He owns everyone. <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, with like a trillion dollars, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a gag, so right. use it. And if you come to Twitch and you connect your Amazon Prime account, there are free, there's a free subscription to my show, which gets you free music, free access, whole bunch of free. You don't even pay for it. You've already paid for it. It's sitting in your account waiting. I'm selling it because I want your money. You've paid money to Amazon, and some of it's mine. So you need to go and get it for me. You need to go and connect it to Twitch so that I can get paid for what I do so that I can still survive and make music instead of going and work in some bloody construction job while all the touring's down. But, so, but the rest of the money goes to Darth Bezos, right? Yeah, but he's already got it. This is my, this is my point. They've already, you've already paid him. You've already, you love your fucking Amazon Prime membership. You love your Amazon Prime. I love it. Oh, I wish it didn't go to Bezos, but it does. You've already paid him. You've already done the. This is your. This is what you do to a to atone, to atone for your purchase of like. I know that it's horrible and it makes the world a worse place, but I want my two day shipping. And then there's two dollars fifty there that's mine. All you gotta do is push a button, and Bezos sends it to me, so I can keep making this beautiful music that you live your life by, that inspires you, and all that good stuff. All the that my boy was just saying. Yeah. It's like I love your music. I need to keep making it. Can pay me. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's it's a, it, you can't win. No, I can win when they pay me. Right. Yeah. But this, yeah. this is my problem. I'll go. I'll go off for days about this. The thing that drives me fucking sorry, but it drives me insane, is listening to guys in bands complain about well spotify doesn't pay as much and people don't buy records and deal with it deal with it this is how it is what are you going to do so at the beginning of the year i set up a whole a twitch stream where you can write songs with me you can do uh, ten dollars a month for a patreon membership i'm like you pay more for netflix and if you really want if you want the stuff yeah it's right there so all my music everything's available on the patreon all everything up until i release new music and then that goes on spotify there's interactivity. You write a song with me. You can request a song. You can you can request a cover song. You can do a live learn. I can live one. I can learn one of your songs. Right. If you're a songwriter and you send me your link and pay me the money, I will learn your song and sing it. And it's a, it's just something to do. But I I just find it funny when guys are like, "But I need to sit in my basement and record music, uh, and then hope that I, it'll go on Spotify and break through the noise of Spotify and Facebook." And I'm like, no. "Well, hope in one hand and shit in the other, and see what gets full first, man." Uh, well, I'll get, get, to, get to work. That's right. That's right. Well, 
And so I got no problem telling people to pay me. I love it when people come in the stream. Can you sing a song? Yeah, pay me. Yeah. yeah cool. You pay for a ticket. I don't right, have tickets. Yeah. I have song requests. And it's like a virtual concert, you know? Yeah. So and the people who are there, they're the, my, the rebels, the, the rebels, the members of the Hollywood Rebellion. They're the coolest people you could ever hope to meet. Oh, yeah. If you yeah. come into my stream and you can't afford a song request, someone will buy one for you. Nice. Because yeah, everyone, okay. because the people who work there, they want to support what I'm doing. It's yeah. the way music should be. Right. It's the way music should be, where the people who actually love your music, they come and they say, I really value what you do. I want to pay you so you can keep doing it. Can you play my favorite song? Sure, I'd love to play your favorite song. Thanks yeah. for supporting what I do. It's a no, There's no complaining. It's not like everywhere else online. There's no f***ing complaining in my stream. So just come to the stream. That's where it's at. Go to the stream, y'all. It's, it's a great yeah. time, you know. And you'll, and you'll find out things that you like never thought, thought about before. You know, like how he recorded your favorite song. You know? Yeah. So. Uh, and thanks for having me, man. Thank yes, you sir. very much for helping get the word out. Yes, sir. Well, thank you. Uh, thank you again so much for coming on. I, and I and we do really hope that you come back. And, I uh, will. Yeah, cool, man. So, no, it yeah. was a good time. I can tell you value music. You care oh, about what we're oh, doing. So yeah. I'll be glad to come back soon. Well, like I said, man, music never goes goes away, dude. It's always there, you know. Mm. So Yeah, man. Yeah, music for my, my life. So thank you again once again. And uh, yeah, cool. Okay, cool, man. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna walk around and uh, and bounce off. But yes, thanks sir. to everyone for watching, and thanks to you, man, for having me. Thank Much you. Appreciate Thank it. Thank you once again. All right. All right. Bye -bye. Take care, man.